2: UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Such is the persistence of technology to both enlighten and ruin our lives with its spellbinding hold on our affections that we often look back on certain milestones to demonstrate progress. This last week, three of the world's biggest tech companies released new products to much fanfare, each hoping to create a new milestone of its own. We have some fanfare of our own today, actually, as it's a very special day on this, the UK Tech Weekly podcast from PC Advisor, Macworld UK, Techworld, and Computerworld UK. We have reached a milestone that I think uh, we all agree is worth celebrating, episode number 38. We have, <laughs> <laughs> we have now done the same number of episodes as David's age.
3: I'm not, I'm 37.
2: Well, we've done 37. Okay. <laughs> This is brilliant. I have with me here, listener, three men who, due to the well, two men actually, due to the audio nature of this podcast, who will be unable to fully appreciate resemble the knives in our cutlery drawers. (laughs) So chiselled are their features, modelled on the nation's favourite kitchen utensil and concealable weapon. So it's our boy Mac the Knife, Scott Carey, online editor of TechWorld. What's up? Slightly less knifey, but no less sharp, is Christopher Manassian, staff writer at PC Advisor and Macworld. Hello. And he's one knife short of a full set, David Price, <laughs> acting editor at Macworld UK. Ronnie hot dog. <laughs> Strap yourself in for the skinny on Microsoft, Apple and Nintendo. Microsoft will be hoping that it's scratched more than just the surface after its Enya album of an event this week. In amongst the cheese though, there was some rather mature tech, including a $4,000 desktop PC. So Scott Kerry, what the hell happened?
4: Yeah, Microsoft um, got back in the hardware game in a big way. They um, they have released a PC. Yep. God bless them. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> mean yeah, they've been trying for a while. They had the Surface Pro uh,
2: yep. line and the Surface as well, and then the Surface Book. So just to confuse us now, what is the new
4: product? It's the Surface Studio. Ooh, snazzy. Um, it is. It it seems from the promotional materials and and you were watching the live stream itself that the these products um and we'll get onto the windows 10 update and the surface book i7 later but they seem very very focused on the sort of creative industries and the creative types yeah so i think calling it a studio very much fits in with that that strategy yeah um, yeah, as you said, not a cheap piece of kit. No, um, we, we haven't got UK prices yet, but it's between sort of $3,000 and 4200 <sighs> Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, getting in the hardware game, we were all sort of saying, obviously
2: comparing this week to the Apple event, yeah. are they going to compete directly? I think we all probably knew that they weren't. Mm. Um, so it's interesting to see a company with such history as Microsoft um, getting in the hardware game, probably a bit late, and then doing it with such, as you say, a high-end focus.
4: Yeah, so um, it's firstly important to state that it's not an all-in-one okay. so like an imac which is uh, an all-in-one this actually does have a small box um at the bottom which is sneakily um sort of detached from the monitor so uh-huh. it is it is more like a traditional two-part pc but it it all looks like it joins together so we'll let that fly <laughs> but you know just semantics um I'm not going to get too much into the specs because that's not what I do, but um, <laughs> okay. it, it's the from the start, you've got that, you've got the two parts, and then they are really hot on the monitor. It's a, a 28-inch monitor, super um, high spec, and they're talking... About the death of the print preview, which I think is really <laughs> Microsoft way yeah. <laughs> of talking about how like state of the art this is, because it will be um, it will be to scale. So um, the monitor, you can you can view documents to scale and collaborate on things like that. So okay, cool. um, they've got so... that. And then the other big feature um, is the dial, the hockey puck, the hockey puck. <laughs> um, so it will does it detach?
2: Yeah, it's just like a little standalone thing that takes two AAA batteries.
4: (laughs) Brilliant. Um, So like a mouse, but it uh, it twists. Yeah. Um, So this is useful for people who um, edit audio or video for a living or use Photoshop because you could um, easily sort of go backwards and forwards along your audio file or your video file and start working that way. And then also you could go through your sort of swatches on Photoshop and things like that. Yeah, um,
2: it's a new way to interact with it, isn't it? Because obviously yeah. the screen uh, comes down, you can pull the whole thing down to a twenty degree angle. Yeah, because it's fully touch. Yeah, um, and you can put the dial on the screen, use it as a sort of a color palette selector and stuff they were showing. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty nuts. Yes,
4: yeah. <laughs> um, it's cool to see the dial back because I remember when Apple were selling it as a as a sort of an attachment to MacBooks back in two thousand and. I want to say you 10. You did it a while ago, yeah. <laughs> um, Interestingly, yeah, it says that the dial will be actually um, compatible with
2: every laptop or computer that runs Windows 10. So probably to a very basic standard, you'll be able to just like, yeah, you know, turn down the music. Yeah. Does it <laughs> but, just uh, work on... the surface, this is going to be... Yeah. Does it just sure. work on
4: Wi-Fi wi- wi- or Bluetooth? Or... I presume... I'm
2: I'm presuming Bluetooth. That's yeah. the point. I should probably check. Yeah. Uh, it could be Wi-Fi. What do you think about it, Christopher? You were... <laughs> You are you a, you're a Windows user more than us, I think.
1: Yeah. Well,
5: what really surprised me actually is its user base. So as, as Scott mentioned, the price is really high, but inside and in, in terms of like specs, you had like I think i7 or whatever like that, which is which is cool. But the graphics card, and I, I know David will look at me going graphics card again. Why? But um, <laughs> why why bring this up again? But it's got a GTX nine eighty m. That is last year's model of NVIDIA's graphics card. So, we're saying that's good or bad? That's bad. <laughs> okay. And cool. the reason why it's bad <laughs> is because NVIDIA have released the full-blown graphics cards in laptops yep. already. How much in other do those words, laptops retail for? So, they retail... Well, I don't know. At top of my head. Uh, I don't know how much they retail for, but... If you're looking at four thousand pounds or like three thousand yeah. pounds even, you'd expect one of these top-end graphics yeah. cards to be in there, well, like it would a GT.
2: They just haven't then because of the price of the hardware already.
5: But it doesn't make sense because nine be ATM is. Well, I don't know. That's another yeah, good question. Go I No, well, in <laughs> terms of mobile graphics, you've never been able to upgrade. You can upgrade like generally in laptops, you can upgrade a, some RAM, like in the old I think old MacBooks not the new ones, but under and old iMacs as well, you could open them up, change the RAM or SSD or something like that. Yeah. But graphics cards were always integrated, not integrated into the chip, but like integrated into the laptop, so you couldn't just take it out. It was much harder to upgrade.
0: Yeah. But it
5: just, that's what really bothers me because you've got a high-end PC supposedly designed for guys who are going to be rendering videos mm. using Photoshop, which are really intensive on the processor and graphics card. And you're shipping it with a 980M. Yeah, which I is mean, a mobile a point. graphics card. Yeah, we'll
2: come on. To, we'll come to Apple in the next section. But just to reference that the MacBooks, people a few years ago got a bit hacked off, like like you referenced when um, everything went solid state in the Airs and you couldn't upgrade anything anymore, and mm. they put tamper-proof screws on their MacBook Pros now mm. and charged through the roof for them. Um, but yeah, I think we maybe got over that. And <laughs> the, for the target market, I and mean, like you say, what what people want to do with them, the the specs are fine, and people will upgrade every two years. Yeah. Whereas yeah, like you're saying with a PC. If you're getting a four grand computer, that I mean, not confirmed yeah. yet, but if yeah. you can't, if you can't upgrade it because these all, well, sorry, Scott, sorry, Scott, not more than one, but basically like yeah. a one unit hmm. PC.
3: It does feel like something that should be user upgradable, um, and I don't know. I mean, do you think people will upgrade every two years? I'd have thought if you buy something for that much money, you're going to want to keep it in the long
5: term.
2: I was talking about MacBooks, but, <laughs> but yeah, but you're if, you're desktop right. probably not. No, but, you want it sitting there for ages? Don't you? Yeah, you do.
5: Yeah. yeah, you want it there, but the the. In all honesty, people who are going to be spending that sort of money have that disposable income. And it's a very much sweeping statement to say that. But the reason I say that is because the way that graphics cards or processors, well, not processors, but graphics cards go exponentially up in terms of their performance, if you miss that generation, like a 980M versus a GTX 1070 uh, or GTX 1080, you're losing out of a hell of a lot of performance. So for a person buying that versus a guy who has or a lady who has a mini-ITX build. I don't want to be sexist. Um, <laughs> Guys and ladies. as a mini-ITX build, which is literally the size of... I don't know how to explain it, but like really small, like a little, little mini packet you got from Amazon, which is portable <clears throat> in some respects. I respect. never get mini package from Amazon. Oh, really? <laughs> it's always giant. Oh, gi- you've always got, you like giant packages. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> that was really weird. <laughs> but yeah, no, essentially you'd have much more power in a smaller form factor PC than you'd have on that yeah, for be, a cheaper price.
2: It'd be interesting to see when we hopefully get our hands on one, um, What how it performs under that. I know yeah. that our sister title, Digital Arts, are keen to get their hands on it, mainly mm-hmm. because you really can get your hands on it. You can pull the screen down. You've got the Surface Pen, um, which is already in existence anyway. Yeah, styluses. For, styluses. A <laughs> <lovely> good stylus. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, like, in the demo, there was a guy from... Um, oh, I've forgotten what the company's called. Sorry guy um but uh he was doing like showing how you can do a storyboard for a comic book and obviously he was exaggerating slightly but he was like i used to have to staple this together and scan it back in which he might have done but yeah for creatives it's probably mm. going to be a, a big draw um
4: it's, it's interesting from a from a sort of uh, strategy point of view that microsoft are moving away from um sort of easily consumable hardware so the you know the phone division is, is shrunk down and they're not sort of building um we're, like we can get onto the surface book i7 now, which is the the second surface book um, laptop. What, what would you call it? Would you call it a laptop? There's... I think I'd probably call it a laptop. Yeah. It's a hybrid, isn't it? Tablet? It's, a, it's hybrid, a hybrid, yeah. So right. it's one of those tablet, uh, you can detach the screen and, and all that business. And that, that's the i7. And that even retails at $2,400 to $3,300. <laughs> so, they so they've just
3: given up on the consumer market
4: then? The, basically, it looks Based like they are we just...
3: on the on the HoloLens as well.
4: Yeah, it looks like it's... they are just... And yeah, the HoloLens isn't a consumer product. It's only available for developers and businesses. And that retails at $2,700. That's oh, so my... weird. So... Microsoft
3: used to be your absolute archetype Mainstream. This is for everybody. Yeah, and it's like they've they've taken one look at. I suppose it's taken them a while to realise this, but they they've recognised that they're getting pushed out of the market, and they thought, well, why don't we just consolidate on what we're best at, the enterprise. Yes, and it's interesting that they're going for creatives as well now.
4: It it is interesting, but I guess um, from from a hardware perspective, going after the sort of freelancers or the creatives or the people that need this power at home is the only way to really keep that enterprise focus. with it, because you haven't got the scale there. Like what what they're very they've been very good at in the past is getting in with big big business and going for these big deployments of office or um, and, and all their all of their enterprise software products. And that's still you know that's still their bread and butter. Um, so it's interesting to see the direction they're going in hardware and going super super high end.
2: Yeah, yeah, you're right there. But let, let's not forget as well, the other, the long, long uh, first hour of the presentation was focused on something that first I think hour. first hour software, second hour hardware, oh. tried and tested, <laughs> uh, was about the new Windows 10 update, which obviously while mm. focused on um, maybe some more high end things, it will be for every Windows 10 device. So any device that already has Windows 10, it'll be a free upgrade uh, next spring. So it's okay. a way of getting there. Yeah, spring 2017.
4: Thinking. Mark, mark your calendars. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so yeah, they started off with a, yeah the creators update. It's called yes um, with a massive focus on 3D.
4: Yeah. Um. They've they've made paint 3D paint, paint as an upgrade, guys. Paint as its first major upgrade. What about Minesweeper? Since... Is that a... oh god? I ha- that would actually be quite a good 3D <laughs> it game. 3D, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So they've um. Chris, you actually write about this, so I won't step on your toes too much, but they've um they've upgraded paint so that you can now create something in paint and then you can three D render it and you can even three D print it. So yeah. considering what I used to produce on paint, 3D printing it <laughs> probably wouldn't it's be. A family programme stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean I'm hoping Clippy gets a three D upgrade as well, you know. Yeah, Clippy Clippy uh, 3D. Yeah. Um there are also uh, a couple of the other little updates. Is that they, you can now pin people to your taskbar. So if you're collaborating with someone, you can easily drag files over to them, or or yeah. keep that conversation going on the side.
2: Yeah, they got they have cool like, they have cool ideas. But I mean, and I have really always always want to be on Microsoft's side. But some of the <laughs> some of the demos they were showing, like pinning people to the taskbar and stuff, like your your favorite people and that. Yeah, they were saying like you could get a text from someone. So it's called SMS integration. But then like she was like, you could choose to reply on Skype. Like. Why would he do that? <laughs> um,
4: yeah, it, yeah. I, I think the reason that you do that is because it can allow them to show off all of their all products <laughs> yeah. in, in one quick 10 and minute window. Did they also say,
2: oh, no, you could search their name on Bing?
3: I mean,
4: it, I'm, there must have been Cortana. Um, yeah, they, were, they,
2: yeah they, they all use Cortana, Cortana all the time, obviously. Yeah, they <laughs>
4: basically try and use Cortana as their only sort of OS a lot mm. of the time. It's more than point and click. The other major thing that I saw from Windows 10 Creator Update is they're doing sort of some live streams um, with uh, something called Beam, and which sounds like they're going after Twitch. But I think you can probably tell me more about this, Chris.
5: Yeah, it's just aimed for gamers, people who can directly stream their games um, and chat to their audiences, just like you do on Twitch. But what what interests me about it is that how it's integrated into Windows versus Twitch as a separate platform. Mm. So that's quite cool, but to get those gamers and those people coming up to that broadcasting thing. I I don't see that happening Um, just because of it doesn't offer any monetary benefits to people streaming. It's cool to stream to your friends. And I know there's very few people in the world who will actually watch me playing, especially my friends. (laughs) But but the the reason people Twitch stream is Mm -hmm. one, because they've got that income and revenue And secondly, it's a whole different platform that you can integrate separate programs with and you can run competitions directly from it and giveaways and things like that. So... In terms yeah. of that, yeah, it, it's a cool feature to have and it's nice that they've
4: integrated it. That's it sounds it. like a late entry, I guess, yeah, exactly. um, at this point. And especially when you've got Xbox <clears throat> and all of the sort of streaming stuff you can do with that or, or the game clips and stuff, it just sounds like maybe a, another nice to have, but no, nothing huge. So I guess with the with the whole update, um, it it really is focusing on people that will be sort of trying to create in 3D or VR or mixed reality. So that, that a lot of the tools... Um, are now a, a lot more optimised for working in those mediums, um, yeah. especially if you are um, one of these fabled HoloLens developers that they are going after. <laughs> um, yeah. They must be up there. And I, think, I think that, I mean, it was overly aspirational, their
2: presentation. Um, they have been recently for Microsoft, but I mean, the way they were talking about how they wanted a generation of Minecraft users to get into 3D, I think mm-hmm. they're trying to maybe set the bar again with their software and sort of, um, I know we always talk about how we're the generation who don't know how to code. Yeah, and like maybe they're just trying to sort of you know inspire um, young people to get into tech in, in new, interesting ways. Yeah, I
4: think you know you can't fault them for trying to make um, developing in virtual reality or mixed reality or or three D um, a little bit more accessible yeah. with a with a you know a free a free update to Windows ten essentially. So. Yeah. Um, can't fault them for it. It's just it'll be interesting to see if it takes off because these aren't simple things. Um, and I guess it's it's early it's early stages at this point.
3: So you said it's a free update. Is mm. that a free update from within iOS ten, not iOS ten, oh, okay. Windows, 10. <laughs> <laughs> Windows ten to this um, upgraded version of Windows yeah. ten? They're yeah. not still doing the free upgrade to Windows ten no, that not. they did for no. So, so they genuinely n- did close the door on that. Yeah. Idea. So
4: they are now on a um, what looks like will be a six monthly um, update grade cycle on windows 10 so the last one was the anniversary update mm-hmm. um and then the next one will be the creator update in spring and then you can probably expect one um in sort of fall or uh winter um yeah. after that
2: so the only way to get windows 10 now is either you buy a device with it on or you pay like so over
4: 100 quid for it for, uh, <laughs> we, yeah we've had this
2: conversation on this podcast like, <laughs> like paying for an os seems bizarre <laughs> well most people are great i think in, it's free, so hopefully, yeah. hopefully they'll get onto computers. We've run out of time for Microsoft, mm. um, but just to go around the room and ask you the uh, the traditional question—to paraphrase the Manic Street Preachers, David—was this all surface or no feeling? <laughs>
3: uh, I I don't. Uh, was Brian Roper there? <laughs> that is that... <laughs> that
4: is an important question. Is that the hat guy? Yeah, yeah, the hat guy. No. No, what he said he's their, he's their greatest asset they, they haven't laid off in. roper have they benched him answer <laughs> <They have benched laughs> <Onto> the question The
2: question is no roper no cry no way even better uh chris all surface or no feeling no feeling oh really and then scott yeah
4: no roper with feeling oh,
2: shit okay cool well that's not how i planned it um right next section is everyone's favorite fruit at its core Apple tries to pip everybody to the post <laughs> with its new products and in recent years has seen the true fruits of its labour as we are all now trees in its orchard or something. <laughs> David Price. Firstly, ignore the actual price of the new MacBooks and first fawn all over them.
3: Um, yeah, okay. Well, they yeah, they're good. They're good. Is that fawning enough? They're really, Yeah, it's,
2: all we get is... um, And
3: this is the disappointing element of it. Following
2: the Thursday event.
3: Yes. Yeah. On Thursday night, we got um, a new MacBook Pro. Finally. Was, fi- I mean, finally, yes. Yeah. So people well, have been a year, but whatever. No, it's more. It's way more than that. Um, <laughs> Technically, a year, isn't May it? May and March 2015 or something that they lasted. It. So it's like a year and a half. So people have been desperately waiting for a new MacBook Pro, and we got one. <clears throat> we didn't get anything else. We thought we might get a new iMac. Yep. We thought we might get a new Mac Pro, maybe a Mac Mini. None of that. None of that stuff. A Mac, a Mac
4: Air would have been nice.
3: A Mac, yeah, well, you know. Um, but anyway. It would have been nice, but we didn't get what we wanted. No, um, <laughs> we never did. But let's focus on what we did get. The MacBook Pro is... Um, uh, What's different? It's, it's Well, the main thing is it's got uh, an OLED touch bar just above the keys. Um, so it
2: replaces the function row.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so this is sort of customizable and it's dynamic based on which application you're using. So it's like having a little touch screen, um right there on the keyboard um, so it can display... Um, say if you're in Safari, then mm-hmm. it will it will display little thumbnail icons of the bookmarks, for example, and you can swipe across and cool. jump to those, and it shows shortcuts and stuff like that. Um, if you go through photos, it'll show little thumbnails of those, so you swipe through your photo library and you get this sort of visual feedback.
4: Do you know where else you can get stuff like that? Uh, <laughs> on the screen <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you, you can't then swipe Back through it, it. <laughs> <laughs> but has this like yeah, got rid of like the, bright, the brightness like functionality no, and stuff so, like that alright so the, yes. the function keys are, that's mad no
3: basically. but it doesn't get rid of it because you can still access it there's a function button by through on. menus <laughs> no it's very easy there's a function sorry <laughs> why is it always like this when there's an apple and <laughs> yeah. it's just me we were suitably
2: in- pessimistic about Microsoft too so I know, well, I'm pessimistic about everything. Okay. Um,
3: yeah, there's a function button. So if you press that, then it automatically maps the original function buttons cool. onto the uh, toolbar. But also, you can customize it. Um, yeah, all right, I'll get to it. <laughs> um, I'm being given thumb um, signals by uh, Henry. Uh, there is a touch ID. The uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a touch ID uh, fingerprint scanner built into the, uh, the right hand edge of the. Um, it's called Touch Bar, in the same It's called yeah. Touch Bar, which sounds like somewhere that Donald Trump would go on a night out. So how deep is this Touch <laughs> so Bar? It's like a dodgy
4: end? chocolate bar. Because on the pictures, it looked quite small. It looked mm. quite narrow.
1: My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com tapiphone. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
4: But it, know, it's only. It's only it, well, like it, a key. Yeah, like a right, normal key with thumb Slightly, with,
3: yeah. slightly more than that, I would say. But yeah, yeah it's, it's a narrow strip touch screen, okay. um, which is very versatile, and you can customize it as well. So you're not stuck with whatever Adobe thinks should be your shortcuts in Photoshop, for example. You, you can. Map Stocks. New, Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone needs the shortcut to stop.
2: One th- yeah, I mean, I think it would probably work better in practice than just sort of um, looking at a demo of it. They did three demos of it yes- yesterday. Um, the One of them was like a guy doing DJ stuff, which was kind of a bit of a sort of a shelf piece, but it was pretty cool. And, and they demonstrated the multi-touch. So yeah. You could use and it, two yeah. thumbs on it at once. I don't know, like, Editing in... Was it editing in iMovie? Was that the, the programme?
3: Yes. Uh, Maybe. I think she was editing a photo, oh, okay. um, but then she also did a, a film, so
2: it yeah. probably was an iMovie. Though. Um. I've completely forgotten what
3: I was playing. I was
4: playing devil's advocate, but it actually sounds like something that once you have got it set yeah, up to the way you want it it, it, it will be something yeah, so you it, use quite a lot.
2: Much like in the notification bar, actually, ironically, in Android, you can click and drag your favorite things to and from it onto yeah. the other screen, off it, and everything, which is something very you can't do on an iPhone, but you will be able to do on on Mac mm. yeah.
3: well you can drag things into the dock at the bottom of an iPhone it, it's, it's yeah. more of a dock than a control centre that's mm. the thing because the control
5: centre on iOS you can't customise yeah. and that is a yeah. huge bugbear of yeah
2: that's way. what I was thinking Yeah,
5: I, um, I think personally the it's a nice convenience to have I don't think it's a standout feature that they're making out to be as in okay it's something new that you'd never mm-hmm. seen in a laptop before don't get me wrong but because of the size of it and as Scott mentioned it was like how big is this thing because the bigger it is the easier it will be to use It's quite small and it's quite thin and even when the DJ was doing it you could see his fingers were just on that screen and if if you have quite fat fingers um, then it's impossible to properly use it. (laughs) Scott just waved his uh, thin
2: knifey fingers (laughs) at (laughs) us. No danger here. (laughs) But I I don't know I mean I think it might it could be anything I mean like People used to use Blackberries with like massive thumbs, and and the, yep. everyone got over that. And it's probably just another thing that because like bankers have massive bankers thumbs. have massive fat <laughs> cat hands. <No>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think the thing we can't avoid just before we get onto that, which is the price, is this is levelled at the consumer. Obviously, people who debatably do not need the power of a MacBook Pro will still go out and buy one. Mm-hmm. But for the creatives, and we're using MacBook Pro to record this actually. And when I plug the two. USB ports in, I was thinking, ooh, why better do this. One better from. do that on the new MacBook Pro, which yeah. has four, four USB C ports. USB C, which they insist a- on calling Thunderbolt Thunderbolt with USB C.
3: Yeah, because you can plug Thunderbolt into USB C and it's the same thing, essentially. Yeah. And there's a bunch of other things you can plug directly into
2: them. And the, the one saving grace is there isn't just one for charging, all four can do charging, data transfer, and display. Yeah, but
3: it's, it's still, I'm still saying RRP, R-R-P R-I-P, RIP, MagSafe. Because yeah. I love MagSafe, even though they keep changing it so it's really annoying and you can't use the same MagSafe adapter. The fact that the charger on MacBooks up until this point would come out if you, if you knocked it, yeah. or you tripped over it, it would, it would come out automatically, and then you wouldn't knock your MacBook on the floor. And that was a really good idea, and it was really convenient for plugging in because it sort of pulls itself into the port. And they just got rid of it, and I don't really get what
5: anybody gains from that. Although, um, if I'm not mistaken, and I know it's an additional cost, but you could get a MagSafe adapter... I have one of them. You have one of
2: them. Yeah, not made by Apple. Not, but yeah, but you could yeah. do that. Knock off, so knock it, off. but
5: it's a good point like that. I remember reading an article. Actually, Scott shared the article uh, earlier today, and that that person who wrote an article about it said, well, actually, I really miss that MagSafe bit of it because just like you said, you trip over a cable or whatever, it doesn't rip your whole laptop yeah. up. But that. yeah, you could get an adapter. It's an option for users if it's really a big deal. But isn't it? Yeah, I think, like you're saying, yeah. I
2: think it's just one of those things that Apple has just gone. You know what? people will get over it yeah it's brave it's courageous courageous <laughs> um, at least there's
3: a headphone port
2: there is a headphone port we're, we're that's all, a good all point. desperately
3: yeah. looking at it to think, I was like, like, oh, this, are this does create the situation where if you've got the iPhone 7 you cannot plug the iPhone 7 directly into the oh when the Pro. DJ
4: was de- DJing did yeah. he have headphones on Yes, he must have done. They were probably Bluetooth, though. No, no, they they were. (laughs) Well, they plugged in. I saw the wire. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. just to show. Yeah, Uh, but yeah, no. As David points
2: out, yeah, Um, USB C means you can't plug your brand new iPhone Seven, which has a USB A cable in the box. USB A to Lightning. To Lightning in your laptop. So you need an adapter, which is
3: madness. And so you have to buy an adapter. And they could have. They could have. They knew they were going to do this when they launched the iPhone Seven. So they could have included the USB C adapter in there. Um, it's, It's you know it's it's everything they got right. With the Lightning port, Farrago, where they, you know, they they anticipated the problems and they included a Lightning pair of Lightning headphones yeah. and they included a headphone uh, adapter so yeah. you could use your old ones. That was perfectly handled and yeah, everybody totally fine. got over it really quickly.
2: We'll see. But this yeah. they haven't done
3: that. They've not included an adapter. It's going to be a real
2: so annoyance. Touch bar, and four USB-C ports, and it costs yeah. the, the cheapest one is one thousand four hundred forty nine pounds. And yes, it is. maybe slightly surprising to us last night uh, was um, the MacBook Air was being compared to another new product that they brought out, which is a lower end, but new MacBook Pro. Yeah,
3: there's, so there's three MacBook Pros. Uh, two of them are 13 inch and one of them is 15 inch. And one of the 13 inch doesn't come with a touch bar. So and it doesn't come with the touch ID. So that one that's the one you're talking about, that's the fourteen forty nine. If you want to get the touch bar, then it starts at seventeen forty nine. My bad.
2: Yeah. So they've so it's valued eye watering <laughs> prices. Yeah. But wow. this
3: extends across the whole range. So what really added insult to injury, those of us who are hoping to see a new iMac, is that they've ratcheted up the price of everything across their whole Mac range last night. So the MacBook Air, which is looking horribly old and they the killed the 11
2: inch air last killed night. killed the 11
3: inch macbook air they kept the 13 inch macbook air but shoved up the price of that by 100 quid so the lowest um the lowest price apple laptop is now 949 when it used to be 749 yeah but that was the 11 inch macbook air but still then your the, entry point has gone up 200 quid
2: in the macbook uh the thin one it's gone up 200 pound as well yeah have that
3: they, starts at
4: 1249 have they justified the prices have they, well, they, they haven't no, said they because I've seen Brexit. many a rumor that it's Brexit. It must be Brexit. Yeah, yeah. It, but it Microsoft. Be, but so, it. yeah, but going back to Microsoft, they made a public statement earlier this month that all of their enterprise software from Office 365 um, through right through the the stack there is they're raising the prices by sort of 14 and 22 percent in January, <clears> and they said it is absolutely because of the slumping pound and Brexit, and they were very upfront about it.
3: Brexit is stupid. Well, it's
4: good because we're all poorer <laughs> and our products are more expensive. So, you know, brilliant.
2: Yeah, I suppose in, the, yeah, in a technological age where everyone's trying to one-up each other and you get like something like a touch bar um, on a computer, you'd have to put the price up anyway. So it's just not helping, is it? No. They're no. not. They're not going to downgrade what they're doing in order to fit public perception of price, are they?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I was interested. We, we were all following this event last night um, and... The general feeling was that they were spending too much time talking about the uh, touch bar, that it wasn't maybe quite as exciting as they could as justify they say, that three hundred quid. But, well, you. they have. But the odd thing is, is it's a laptop, and when you bring out a new laptop, there's only so many exciting things you can do. They basically had this, or they could have gone with a touch screen. Yeah, and they went with a touch bar, which I'm not aware of. Any other laptops that have a touch bar? Not to my looking other guys. No. So this is this. I mean, this is exactly what Apple is accused of not doing. They seem to be leading the way. They seem to be innovating.
4: Um, I think it's pretty cool. Is it very lightweight, et cetera? Yeah, it's the, Pro. It's
3: the lightest one is four pounds. I think it's a fifteen-inch. 15 inch. Three pounds. So um, under
2: two kilos for a fifteen-inch laptop is pretty good. That's pretty. That's pretty class. Um, yeah.
3: Yeah, and it's uh, it's not got Kaby Lake. That was one thing we were that was up in the air. The new Intel processor. Yeah, that's the seventh gen. It's got the sixth gen Intel processor, which I believe is
2: Skylake.
4: So both companies have gone with slightly Mm. old school. I think. I think. Lake isn't
2: quite
3: ready.
4: I think,
2: Christopher. I think you made the point um, during the event last night. This is we. Yeah, we thought that Microsoft and Apple were holding back to put these new processors in at the same time, be Mm. on the same level. But as you say, Christopher, I think. This just gives them a great way to easily bump the specs in six months. Yeah. I think in
5: March 2017, you're going to see an update, even a a soft update. They they don't want to even mention, but with the new Intel processor in there. But I think there's quite a lot of hype. And, I mean, one of our colleagues, Neil, from uh, Digital Arts, was like, oh, no KB Lake, no good. But in all honesty, processors upgrades over the years have been very, very small and incremental. And the only difference... The true difference when it comes to benchmarks has been the iGPU, which is the inbuilt graphics card. Yeah. That is not a problem when it comes to a MacBook Pro. It's a problem when you talk about the equivalent of a MacBook Air, which uses Intel basic graphics yeah, card. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say over here is that you shouldn't be put off by KB Lake not being included okay. versus Skylake. I still think Skylakes a fantastic processor, and I'm using a fourth generation or third generation processor at home and i have no intentions of upgrading anytime soon because the increments are so small but yeah and
3: this is still an upgrade of is it two generations over the last macbook pro yeah, yeah so, they were, so that's quite good. as Neil observed yeah. they were kind of behind yes
2: so we are running out of time so you've got 30 seconds to tell us about apple tv which was also included
3: uh, uh <laughs> so there isn't a new apple tv they um, announced a new app In fact, they announced two things with Apple TV. I'm going as quick as I can. Um, There's a new app called TV, which is really confusing confusing and (laughs) annoying for search engine optimization, Um, which, (laughs) as far as we can tell, really ought to be just the interface of the Apple TV. But it's not. It's a special app. But they say it's the first app you'll open when you open Apple TV, you open the TV it's app. It's like a TV, TV guide TV. that puts all your apps in one place. Exactly, and it's basically Netflix. It's Apple's version of Netflix, so it has all the recommendations. It organises TV shows and movies by genre and, and you can't curated content. you can't get
2: Netflix. <laughs> um, Can you get Netflix on it?
3: Uh, Apparently not. Someone was mentioning that last time, I think it was Lewis. On <laughs> Earth. The UK is never very good with Apple TV content, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting, and there's also um, a new feature. So that's that's coming in December in a free update to TVOS. Okay. Um, the app, but there's also a thing called live tuning with, um, which is launching, I think, already on the Apple TV. Which means that um, when you're watching, uh, and this is, I think, just in the US, yeah. you're watching content, watching live sport or live news. Then you'll be able to have sort of split screen um, related tweets and things like that coming okay. down the side, and then you'll be able to respond to them. And it's also sort of integrated. The way that people, I think they've seen what people naturally do, which is they watch Bake Off or whatever, uh, and then they have the, um, a tablet open with Twitter and they're sort of following people talking about it. They've built it all in together and okay. responded to that.
2: That could work, but yeah, as you say, it looked like something that was very US focused and uh, probably won't be as mature for the well, UK. Well, Apple
3: TV is always better for America.
2: All right, well, cool. Well, just remortgage your house and you can buy a new MacBook Pro. uh, The touch bar, non-touch bar one's available now, but I think three to four weeks shipping for the new ones. So just going to go around the room. Um, Scott, MacBook or Crapbook? MacBook. Uh, Christopher? Crapbook? Ooh, David. MacBook. Hey, there we go. We'll be right back to talk about Nintendo. As Will Smith once sang, Switch. And so, Nintendo, Nintendo followed suit a mere 11 years later with an online trailer, so revealing I'm surprised it wasn't on Pornhub. There's a, there's a true successor to the Nintendo Wii on its way, and it's quite different, isn't it, Christopher
5: Manassians? It is indeed. So, the uh, Nintendo Switch is a quite interesting device because, in my opinion... Unlike Apple. Sorry, mm. sorry, David. What? But they are revolutionizing the way that people are gaming, at least at home. Yeah. So the Switch is a way of taking your console on the go with you uh, by literally switching. But it's a, how would you say, it? like a, almost like taking out a credit card.
2: Yeah, it's like modular.
5: Modular, yeah. exactly. That's a good word. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, so it's a modular design. Um, you've got the two um, uh, joysticks and the controls on either side. And you've got a screen in the middle. Screen in the middle is reported to be 720p resolution. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a multi-touch, just like a tablet. So you can use it on its own. But as soon as you hit the switch inside if that makes sense if you if you as soon so you as you dock it, slot to a TV. it in, yeah yeah as soon yeah, as you yeah. slot it into a tv or you slot it in with the uh, remotes on either side then you can use it on the go or mm-hmm. at home
4: so, so. in essence they're like three ways to switch you can either use yeah. it yeah. just as like a tablet device for gaming mm-hmm. you can use it as a tablet with controls and then you can dock it and use it on your telly nailed it gotcha yeah
5: yeah absolutely and that's what i think is in my opinion, really revolutionising gaming because I think Nintendo have seen a gap again, um, like they did with the Wii, um, although it's a completely different product. But they saw it in terms of like, well, people like gaming on the go on their mobile, people like gaming at home, and also people like gaming socially. Why don't we just integrate all three of them and try and create a device that really hits that market? And I think they've done it really well. The thing that worries me is that it's price. And I know we we, we (laughs) talked all about max and prices it's rumoured to come in at a price of four hundred pounds, three nine nine or three four nine. Mm. This comes from a leak that we've seen on GameStop and on, I think it was Tesco's,
4: um, as our colleague Chris Martin wrote. Um, and considering you can get a decent, like recent gen playstation or xbox for a similar price that's pretty competitive yeah
5: i I was actually curious to see the prices and uh, xbox one s and ps4 can be gotten for about 250 to 300 quid oh my god it's cheaper so it's cheaper
2: the xbox one s is 249 and it's
5: it's funny because i was talking to my friend who owns a wii and he was one of the first who bought a wii as well and he loves nintendo's platform and everything like that but he was saying one of the reasons that a lot of people adopted a Nintendo was because it was so cheap. The Wii was so cheap. Yeah. But Nintendo made up the profits because of all the accessories you bought. You bought like three controllers and you bought all of these different adapters and things yeah. that you'd use it with it. This, on the other hand, comes out at a very expensive price without the adapters or extra controllers which you'd supposedly buy. Which kind of limits its market, in my opinion. Because... As much as it's a cool product, and don't get me wrong, I'm very much excited and was hyped as a, as a techie about it, 400 quid is a lot of money for, for
4: someone to buy. Do you, do you know what doesn't limit its market? having a new zelda game <laughs> <laughs> that is true yeah. that is very yeah, very of, true uh, breath of the wind breath of the wild breath of the wild Breath of because it's like the trailer's like lots of like deer running around it's very natural yeah
3: i think i'm yeah. ready to fall back in love with Zelda again. i, I think oh. that's the one yeah. um
4: and they're also releasing a new mario kart title which yeah. is huge because yeah. the cool thing you can do with the i
2: thought with the switch is um when you were saying scott when it's just just the tablet on its own with the two controllers that you can have on the end to use like a massive controller, basically. Mm. Um, they're tiny little controllers that you can um, just turn on their side and use as like a multiplayer thing, like Bluetooth. Oh, that's all cool. Around mm-hmm. them, so there's people playing Mario Kart, like in a is taxi. So you sort of
3: share a controller, is
2: that it? No, so there's like two little small ones that have, they both have, um, so like there's a joystick on the top on the left one and the bottom on the right one when you've got it. Mm-hmm. So when you take them off, they're actually the same. Um, and then you've yeah. got like four buttons and you can like play multiplayer games wirelessly, which is quite cool. But how would it work, do you think, with a this tablet screen that has to have a lot of the internals? Will the dock boost the graphics for the console experience? I mean, how is it going to replicate what's as good on the telly on the go?
5: I'm glad you talk about specs there. Because <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to move on to that just because... Well, I don't know if the doc is going to change anything. In my opinion, it won't. It um, yeah. Just because of... Well, it, it could. It, it always could, but I, I honestly don't see it happening. But we don't know that information at the moment. What we do know is that NVIDIA will be teaming up with Nintendo, yeah. which is a first because on the Wii U, the, uh, the PlayStation and the Xbox has always been AMD. So you've got Nvidia a custom NVIDIA Tegra GPU chip in there, which is good for mobile graphics. Okay, um, right. Which... It, will will power enough for 1080p at 60 frames per second which competes at the latest consoles but we'll see 4K streaming but not 4K game gaming okay. if that makes sense so yeah, you could you, you watch. could watch 4K let's say for example Netflix i don't yeah. know if it's included it's or probably not it's going to be a way but, for Nintendo to
2: muscle in on you know the the uh, PlayStation Live and Xbox One and what have you Exactly um, yeah with apps
4: Yeah absolutely so and that that's interesting because that feels like a step change to me that you would be able to play um a what is an open world Zelda game, mm-hmm. essentially, on a tablet device. Like absolutely. that that's pretty high like high spec.
5: Yep, absolutely. So it, it, it seems pretty good um on paper, but another thing that did worry me is actually how it's gonna work. So when you said about the tablet thing, the the way they showed the trailer, and it is always a trailer, you have it on the tablet and you suddenly switch it and it straight away switches into um, a a mobile console slash you put it on the TV straight away it works seamlessly, mm. but as we all know how tech works even nowadays in 2016, moving on to 2017, tech never works that way and things will crash, things will happen and that what's me, worries me. So I really hope and I pray to Nintendo that you that it they works. actually they, that it works <laughs> yeah. as it as it's but advertised. It's pretty good though, Nintendo. They're pretty good.
3: They tend to under-promise in terms of sort of performance and hmm. then produce something which is very robust and yeah. sort of suitable yeah. for a family. But well, That may not be what they're doing this time. But yeah.
5: be, You're right, but the, the problem over here is that you're having something completely new to the game. And like the Wii U, it was completely new to the game, And but they did it really well. It still needed calibration, updates and firmwares mm-hmm. and things like that after it came out, but it was something that could be fixed. Here, you have something that's physically being switched. Let's say that Switch connection becomes loose over like a month of usage constantly yeah, switching another
3: thing that can get wrong,
5: isn't it? Yeah. it goes wrong and then then what happens and the, the, other, the other thing
2: i was thinking looking at it is that are they kind of mudding the waters with their own 3ds line as well because mm. now they technically brought out another handheld device yeah i don't know if that will affect them at all yeah. um, but why does nintendo this is probably going to be after the last thing unfortunately but um why does nintendo know how to do this every time with its console because if you think about it the n64 and the gamecube weren't that wacky yeah. They were just home consoles with the GameCube that didn't really work. And that's where you sort of saw Nintendo losing market share. Mm-hmm. Is this a safe bet to just like pull something out the bag every five years? Or L- it... Luster
3: of the dice.
5: Yeah. Yeah, well, the thing is, so. there's so many gamers, as in console gamers, who play on Xbox and PlayStation. And even those players are shifting over to PC. There's massive uptake right. in PC gaming. So Nintendo has to come up either something first... Before anyone else, mm. just almost like Apple has the hashtag courage to do so with other products. <laughs> but it, it's it's the same same sort of principle here. I think Nintendo always late to the game, and I think they acknowledge that and instead of competing with I would say the big boys in console PlayStation and Xbox, they say "Let's try something new yeah and they they have
4: they. to they've been pushed to the edges, so they have to go in a slightly different direction they have to I like that they, do. they have to zig yeah. where everyone yeah. else sags. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Cool, well, that's a good place to stop.
2: Um, Thanks, guys. Uh, Nintendo or Nintendon't, David? Uh,
3: Go on then, Nintendo.
2: Good, Scott. Yeah, Nintendo. And Christopher.
3: Yabba-dabba-doo.
2: Look at that, ending on high. Thanks for joining us, everyone. I forgot to write down the outro, so I'll keep it free. Um, <laughs> if you like us, tweet us as normal, um, and just, yeah, tell everyone that this was uh, poorly put together. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, guys. Uh, we've reached the end of this week's UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Please tune in next week. Say goodbye, guys. Bye.
3: Bye. UK Tech Weekly Podcast.